Hello, my name is Daniel Spies, and you're listening to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve is a podcast aimed to help you evolve into the person you desire to become. By diving deep, we can extract practical insights, dispel bad information, and move forward with tangible actions to better our lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Evolve and the Evolve Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Spies. Today, I'm here with Elena Semenek, and who is a, a therapist and happiness coach. Uh, I'll let her do her introductions. Hi, guys. Uh, I am Elena Semenek. I'm a therapist. I am a life coach. I've been in psychology for more than 20 years, and I have my YouTube channel, which is called Psychology of Happiness. And today I'm here to talk about limiting beliefs and how can we use this information in order to be happier and more successful. Great. So I think a good starting point, Elena, is to talk a little bit about our relationship with limiting beliefs. And so thinking about this topic, you know, how does limiting beliefs affect your life? What's your history with limiting beliefs? And and how do you see that manifesting in society? Uh, Limiting beliefs are what we think about ourselves, right? So if I believe that I'm a good person, then I will create a world for myself where I will choose good people in my life, where I will pick a good career in my life, meaning that if I'm looking for a new uh, job, I will go to several interviews. And on the interview, I will talk uh, to people, right, who who wants to hire me. And if I feel that they don't respect me, if I feel that they don't treat me the way I want them to treat me, even if they offer me a big salary, I will choose another position. I will choose another job. So our limiting beliefs always um, manifests in what we have right now. So if we don't have something, if, for example, if I want to have a happy, loving relationship and I've been looking for this significant Mr. Right for several years and I cannot find him or her, then maybe my limiting beliefs are blocking me or distancing me from the person that I need. And uh, they are limiting. That's why we cannot see them. It's very hard to mm, recognize them. And it's extremely difficult to change them on your own. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it makes me think, like, how do you create limiting beliefs? Right? Like, how do they manifest, in your opinion? Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, I can say there are three general way- sources where we get our limiting beliefs. And number one would be our parents. And uh, we just copy our parents' beliefs without knowing it. For example, mm. if mom, mm, for example, let me tell you about my 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 story. So my mom was always saying that, uh, yes, we are not rich, but we are good people or we are honest people. So uh, I was working on that limiting belief for a very long time because uh, it sounds like a good statement or nice phrase, but uh, deep inside the psyche reads it, if I want to be a good person, if I want to be an honest person, I should not make a lot of money because otherwise it's going to controvert or conflict with my limiting belief, right? So again, uh, another example, for example, uh, can be um, you cannot trust people. You should always 
rely on yourself. And the second part is good. You should trust yourself. You should, uh, you know, make your own decisions. But the first part, you cannot trust people, can create a serious problems in your adult's life. Because if you cannot trust people, how can you find a good friend? How can you find uh, a good spouse? How can you create the healthy relationships with your children? So our limiting beliefs, they are hidden in our parental messages, and it's extremely hard to find them. And uh, if you want, I can share one of the exercises that I did and I recommend my clients. Yeah, please. Okay, so Everybody's the, taking notes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you need to buy a notebook, and I recommend uh, to do it in writing because when we think about something, we can easily switch from one thought to another. So that's why like take a pen and um, uh, a notebook where you can put your notes in one place and just start writing. For example, my mom used to say that. And if you, for example, if your goal is to find the loving, happy relationship and you can't, then you say, then you write down, my mom used to say that Guys are, and then guys are, you can't, don't trust men. Uh, or for example, uh, guys are always uh, going to cheat on you or you cannot rely on men or something like that. Uh, if you want to find your limiting beliefs about money, you can write, my mom used to say that money, da, 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 X, Y, Z, Right. Or maybe it's not your mom, maybe it's your dad. My dad always says blah, blah, blah. So uh, your mom, your dad, or another uh, person who took care of you when you were little. It's because when children are little, they just copy what adults tell them. They copy adults' view about people, about the world, and they copy adults' view about them. So if your mom said like, oh, you're like, why are you so messy? You will have a limiting belief that I'm a messy person. I cannot organize things. If your mom used to say, why are you so stupid? How many times can I say that this blah, blah, blah? The person will think that I'm, a, I'm something is wrong with me. I'm stupid. And this right. is limiting belief because your mom said it. And your mom uh, might be a very nice person. And maybe she was saying it because she was under stress. So maybe she was going through some tough time in her life. So it does not mean that your mom is a bad person or she was a bad mom. No, <laughs> you know, we collect those pieces from our childhood and then we create a picture that might be completely false. So I have an interesting, I have a two part question for you that I was thinking about. Um, so how much of an impact do you think not only parental mm-hmm. parents have with putting limiting beliefs on, on their children, but also like your everyday, some people every expanding out. So what do you think? My second question is, do you think that's um, besides, putting parents aside on limiting beliefs? Do you think yeah. that our everyday people that we surround ourselves with contribute to that? And what do you think that, yes. that, that, that yes. ratio so is? Like, how, like how, much, how much of it is family and how much do you think of it is today with like friends and family? Uh, if you want to hear some percentage, then I would say it depends on the person. But uh, parents were just one source of our limiting beliefs. The second source is our own experience uh, in life. And maybe, for example, maybe when a person was in a high school, 
let's say a boy fall in love with a girl who rejected him. And it was so emotional. Maybe it was the, you know, the hormonal stage when the guy was so involved in this relationship. He was so in a way obsessed with that girl. So, and she rejected him. The guy can form a self-limiting belief that I'm not handsome enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, um, maybe girls don't like me. That's it. And uh, your mom can say, you're such a good boy. Like, I'm proud of you, son. But deep inside, you know that this girl, she rejected you. Then something is wrong with you. And then you grow up and you go to a bar. And there are 10 beautiful women in the bar. Uh, Some of them like you, some of them don't. But you will pay attention and focus on those who don't like you. Because this is your trigger. And the woman might come and say, hi, like, you know, I really like you. And you won't believe her. You will think that maybe she said that because she wants to have a free drink. Right? Right. So it ties into identity at that point where the limiting belief becomes exactly. a part of who you are. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. And the uh, hardest part in this, uh, that we choose people, um, we make friends with people who have similar limiting beliefs because we can relate to this person. So, uh, for example, if I'm talking to my girlfriend and I say, listen, I feel that, you know, he rejected me. There is something wrong with me. And she, if she has the same limiting belief about herself, then she will say something like, don't worry, there are other guys. She will not say, no, everything is okay with you. You know, (laughs) she will not fight your limiting belief. She will kind of say, okay, don't worry about this guy. You will find another one. But in this statement, she will reinforce my limiting belief that something is wrong with me, that I'm not good enough for this guy. And that's, that's, that's interesting. You say that, right? Cause like, then we think about like our friends and, and who we speak to about these situations. And then it makes me wonder like, well, how do I know if somebody has matching limiting beliefs as me? Right? Like, how do I, how do I preemptively kind of scope that out when I'm talking to people? Is it like, is it the fact that I'm talking with this person about the subject? Maybe I should think, hmm, maybe they have a similar, you know, limiting belief. So what do you recommend to folks who are th- who want to be more conscientious with the people they talk to? Uh, three things. Number one, pay attention to what people are saying. If they say things and you can say, exactly, exactly. I just thought about this. So it, it probably they match your limiting belief, right? Number two, pay attention to your thoughts, because sometimes we might think about something, but we not speak up, right? Uh, so, for example, if I am um, at work and I had some conflict with a colleague, I might not say it out loud, but I, you know, have my thoughts. So, pay attention to your thoughts. What do you think? Like in this situation, did you think? Like you did a mistake and you blame yourself and criticize yourself. Basically, you're putting yourself down, right? This is your self-limiting beliefs. Or do you blame another person and um, then it's going to be your self-limiting belief about the other person, right? <laughs> so right. maybe we can touch that on the second episode. What like our self-limiting our, our beliefs about the world and about people. So mm-hmm. today we're talking about identity. Yeah. Right. And the third thing, pay attention to the music that you like to listen. Because when you listen to a specific song, you sing along with that song. And if you read these words, the lyrics by itself, 
what the meaning of these lyrics. Are those songs about, uh, you know, happiness and joy or are they about some sadness and struggles? So what basically it's in a way, what are you attracted to? That's actually a really good point. It's like, you know, you're taking in data, you're choosing to take in specific data, right? And so you're, and that data is predicated off of your, your beliefs. And so if you have imposing beliefs on like, let's just say like you grew up, you know, not very having an optimistic point of view on relationships and you listen to sad music, right? That's kind of how it might manifest. If you're, if you gravitate to, yes. you know, sad sounding music and that's all you're playing, it's a double whammy, right? Cause it's not helping mm-hmm. you move forward, but then it's also, it's making you in a worse place. It's making you more integrated into that limiting belief. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and also, uh, since we've started uh, to talk about how do we form our limiting beliefs? So yes, our friends, our society uh, also, kind of embedded some beliefs in ourselves. And uh, when we're talking about larger groups, we can think about the school where we went to, the university, right? What um, views they promoted. Because if you go uh, to high school for four years and you see the same teacher, you know, the teacher was constantly saying something. Like, for example, the teacher might say, uh, if you don't uh, succeed in school, you will never be successful in life. And it might be true for some people, but it might not be true for another person. Maybe you are a creative person and it's not about math, but about, you know, developing your creativity and show it to the world. That's actually very interesting. Um, you know, cause like we're surrounded by tons of people, teachers, authority figures, like, you know, managers. So in a world where we have to navigate with, with folks who, uh, are going to impose their limiting beliefs, you know, probably most people aren't aware of them. Right. So what are, what are some like things that you can do to protect yourself when people are imposing their limiting beliefs in, in a way that's healthy, right? Where it's like, Hey, I respect, you know, that this is your commentary. Is there anything that you would recommend? Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say when you hear uh, another person's opinion, instead of being um, Mm, critical because we like to reject something that we don't uh, like to hear, right? Or something that don't resonate with us. So instead of being critical, just maybe take a pause and listen. And maybe something will resonate with you. So uh, you don't have to agree with that person, but maybe, you know, out of 10 things that the person wants to say, maybe one will say like, wow, I was wrong. Wow, this really makes sense. And uh, when you're reading a book, the same. Uh, when something brings like big emotions, uh, usually it touches something deep inside of us, you know, some, some, some core beliefs. And at that moment, instead of saying, no, 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 like he's wrong or this cannot be true, just stop and say, but what if something is not, you know, it's, what if something is actually true in this statement? So just little by little, and then you will train your brain to open up to different opportunities. Right. So it's really about kind of taking a, taking a breather when somebody says something to you and thinking it over and really kind of like dissecting, okay, well, 
there's got to be some truth here because they are bringing something up to light. Yes. But how much of that is them and how much is that is the actual situation? Right. Yes, yes. And also you have to focus on yourself. Basically, some things might work for another person and uh, it can be completely opposite for you. So when uh, the hardest thing usually to work with our parent parental uh, limiting beliefs, because when we disagree with our parents, for us, for our psyche, it's like we're rejecting our past, we're rejecting our family, we're rejecting our parents, right? So, but in a way, think about this, you're not rejecting, but you're thinking about your individuality, your uniqueness. Something that worked for your mom might not work for you because you you living in different generations, you have different type of friends, and you're just different people. Same with your friends. Yeah. I actually want to go back to where we started with the with you know, kind of realizing that it starts through parents. And then your experiences and then formulating that awareness that you have the many beliefs. So following this, this track, where do people go when they want to change their learning beliefs? So after you realize what your parents have said, you write that down in your journal, or mm-hmm. it could be your parents, your friends, whoever, right? You have a whole list of yes. learning beliefs. So what's the next step to converting that into an mm-hmm. actionable item where people can go, okay, cool, I want to change this now. Okay, so the best way and the fastest way is to find a professional person who can help you to do it. So a therapist, a life coach. But you have to be very careful when you pick that person because that person also has some limiting beliefs, right? So when you go to a life coach, to a mentor, to a therapist, you're coming like with a hope that this person will help you. So you kind of open and your critical mind will be, you know, will put the guards down. And if that person also has some limiting beliefs that he or she did not work on, then you might, you know, end up having even bigger burden. Same if you decided to go to your friend. For example, you say, oh, okay, this is my limiting belief. Why I don't need the therapist. I will go and talk to my friend. You go to your friend and instead of working on your limiting belief, your friend will reassure that this is true. So first of all, you need to write down your self-limiting beliefs, then figure out what you want. Because if you need to know where you're going, you you need to have some type of goal, some type of direction. And this way, if you're working with a therapist, let's say you've come into a therapist for two, three, four months, and you see that nothing is changing, then you're not moving forward to your goal, right? So something is wrong. It's like when you go to gym and you want to lose, uh, let's say, 10 pounds, uh, you're not going to lose it in two weeks. So you need to go there yeah. like for a month, for two, for three, right? But mm-hmm. if you come into the gym, if you come to the same trainer for the last six months and you're not losing but maybe gaining, then you should think, okay, maybe maybe it's time for me to try another strategy. Right. So, you, so it's important to have a roadmap, but it's in, it's more important to have a goal so that you can understand, okay, well, this is where I'm, I'm tripping up and in, in getting to that goal and then getting support on the way. So it's yes. really getting, getting the support for the roadmap and the change of behaviors and, 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 and talking through those things. Yes. And then the, uh, I think the initial step uh, of changing your limiting belief is by understanding why you have it. So for example, if it was some painful experience uh, in your high school, or it was a 
uh, it was the painful experience in your you know childhood then work through your painful ex- experience accept that yes you know did not don't blame yourself don't criticize yourself but accept the situation work on the situation that uh, formed that limiting belief and it's like you paying attention to this you are um, you know putting some loving energy to that past and then you can move away from it because if you just say okay i'm not gonna think this i'm gonna you know believe in something different your psyche will not let you to do this jump you cannot just you know switch from from thinking okay if i think that i am not pretty enough i can write affirmation i am sexy i am beautiful i am magnificent person and i can repeat it all day but it's not gonna work it might work for a day when i go to the bar But the next day I wake up, I look at myself in the mirror and say, oh, I'm ugly. (laughs) Right, right. So, and and I guess it can get really frustrating, right? I I feel like so many people, including myself, we get frustrated when we don't get the results we want, right? And so, you know, I I can imagine that there's there's people listening in, you know, uh, there's going to be people who who tune in who don't, won't see a therapist. The odds odds are most people won't see a therapist. They won't see a professional. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody has to do it themselves, right, you know, if they don't have the resources to help, which is a majority of the mm-hmm. public, right, mm-hmm. majority yes. of the public yeah. operates in this kind of space, you know, what do you recommend somebody does to follow through with this if they can't get that support? Um, I would say be more kind to yourself. Because when we find something that we don't like about ourselves, we try to hide it, we try to run away from it, we ignore it. But instead of, you know, running away from ourselves, just be kind to yourself and say, yes, it's me. You know, yes, sometimes I think that I'm ugly. Sometimes I think that I'm stupid. Uh, Sometimes I believe, I think that, uh, you know, I will never get this new job. And yes, that's me. Sometimes I do this. And yeah. when you accept that, it's already... So if sometimes I feel that I'm sp- stupid, then maybe sometimes I can feel, you know, opposite. Sometimes Maybe I can feel confident. So first thing is to be kind to yourself and um, to be truthful to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do not convince yourself that you are, as I said, like sexy, magnificent human being. Yes, you are, but it's not going to work. Uh, the question is not if you are or not, it's not going to work if you're just trying to convince yourself in something without accepting your pain. Your limiting beliefs are your pain that are hidden deep, deep, deep inside of you. That, that makes a lot of sense. And so, and, and I, you know, people, a lot of people would struggle, you know, day to day trying to do that themselves. If they don't write this down, right? Like you said, you, your mind switches, right? And so yeah. our mind tends to avoid the things that we, don't want to think about. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think what you're saying is like in terms of writing things down, and I think we could probably go a little bit farther with writing things down, like daily recaps. Like if you have a goal, right. And you want to keep track of like this, you know, of like your, your processes, you know, throughout the week or the month, and you want to keep this goal in mind, I think that would be pretty cool in terms of like writing down that activity in your head and the, in the, in the experiences you're, you're foregoing. Right. 
Would you would you think that's a good idea? Yeah, especially I think the more uh, the question here is what self limiting belief you want to work on. If mm-hmm. your uh, self limiting belief is uh, about being confident and being successful, then yes, uh, it's good to write on paper. You know your successes every time you do something. Write it down and create a list and maybe place this list on your refrigerator, mm-hmm. right? So you can see and kind of reinforce this self belief, like. Yes, you know, sometimes I feel that I'm not smart enough. Sometimes I feel that, you know, I'm not capable of doing great things. But this is a list of things that I already did. If your belief, uh, if you're working on limiting belief that um, I can't make a lot of money, then maybe uh, write down about uh, your career, you know, when you started, then where did you go next? Yes, it might be not a big jump, but it was like, you know, gradual increasement. Mm-hmm. And also try to surround yourself with different type of people because people have huge influence on us. So if you want to have a happy relationship, find couples who have great relationships. If you yeah. want to be successful in life, find people who succeeded in their life. So you can copy their energy in a way, right? <laughs> their, I'm, a, I'm a therapist. So sometimes I talk about energy, but usually I talk about our mind. So copy their habits, copy their thoughts, pay attention the way they talk. And it will be the moments when you say like, wow, you know, he thinks this like, oh my God, Really? I've never thought about this. So, and it's it's not easy because if you have you know self limiting belief that you are not uh, successful, then it's going to be very hard for you to make friends with successful people. Yeah. So you have to step out out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and I think on that topic of comfort, it's so easy for us sometimes to to select certain individuals in our network to talk about certain things, but that's like, that's where it lies. That's where the limiting beliefs lie with other. So it's like, I think we find ourselves talking at most of the time, you know, like let's just say I have a friend, Joe, and I always talk mm-hmm. to Joe about, um, you know, relationship challenges. Well then mm-hmm. Joe probably is probably in the same boat, most likely with limiting yeah. beliefs. So it's really about being conscientious about who, like what content you're sharing with certain kinds of people. And like you said, it's, you know, averaging out to other folks that don't have those limiting beliefs right and like talking to people who are in really great relationships people people, that we think that they are maybe they are fake sometimes right we think that oh they are selfish or people that we basically judge usually we reject people who are different from us and we may reject them because like if we're gonna be honest with ourselves then maybe I reject this woman because I find her pretty. Or maybe I reject this guy because I think that he's smarter than me. And every time I talk to him, I feel that, you know, I'm not good enough. So, again, this is a very challenging step, right? But we have to do it. That's why when you have a mentor, a coach, a therapist, it's easier because you have the support. But, yes, if you have to do it on your own, do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Go to the park, you know, go to the gym and talk to the guy who, yeah, <laughs> like, if you yeah. want to lose weight and you see, you know, a great person yeah. uh, who who knows what he's doing and who knows, you know, like, how to keep this great shape, talk to this person and say, hey, listen, 
I'm here in this gym trying like three weeks, three times a week for the last three months, and I'm not achieving any result. And they see you, you have such a great body, such a motivation. I see you come here like every time. Teach me your secret. Can I be your friend? (laughs) I think... I think this actually touches on a very good point. It's like limiting beliefs are like a box. You're like operating within a box for that certain thing. And, you know, when you talk about rejection, when something, when you want to get to, if your goal is outside, obviously your limiting belief, it's outside the box. So we're naturally going to reject things that we want because it's based off of the identity of that limiting belief, right? So if I want to be ultra successful, but I have a limiting belief with money, and I see somebody successful and I get upset about it, right? That guy's outside my box, right? He's, I'm rejecting him. Ironic, like ironically, yes, right? Because yes, you're rejecting him. And when you're rejecting something from your life, you want to push it away. So you're pushing your success away instead of saying, okay, this guy is successful. Maybe I am not, a, I might be not, uh, okay, so let me rephrase. I might disagree with his values. I might disagree with things that, that he's doing, but he is successful. So what can I learn from him? What part of his skills can be helpful to me, right? So instead of rejecting and pushing away and focusing on things that we don't like, maybe refocus yourself and say, okay, so let me you know, pay attention to this person. He has yeah. something and I want to learn from him. He achieved something great in life and I want to know how he did it. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. Every rejection is an opportunity to get out of the box. Yes, yes. And again, we you we like people like to think black and white. Either reject yeah. or like, right? Reject <laughs> or accept. No, you can do both. You don't have to, you know, copy this person's lifestyle. But you can learn something from his lifestyle. Yeah, right. It's like you can always take something away from from somebody or something, right? Because it, yeah. it may not just be it may not be a person specifically. It may be something else, right? An experience. Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, we're we're running a little bit, uh, you know, behind on timeline. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, so, wrapping this up, is there anything that you want the audience to know about this topic or about yourself? Yes, so I would say if uh, you like this topic, just let us know uh, if you want us to continue talking about uh, self-limiting beliefs and we can be specific. We can talk about self-limiting beliefs uh, around money, around relationship, around health. So just give us some feedback, guys, right? And we can, you know, expand (laughs) on this topic. And if you are looking for a therapist or a life coach, I will be happy to connect, uh, I will be happy to see you on my private sessions. I also um, have my online happiness club uh, where I teach people uh, different practices. You can find um, all the information in the video description and I will be happy to see you on my channel, Psychology of Happiness. Love it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. And we'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening. Bye.